snap! You are tuning into the No Cap Snap Podcast. No Cap Snap Podcast. With your hosts, Zach Cisco and Seth Swinton, who always encourage you snap before turn one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the No Cap Snap Podcast with your hosts, Seth Swinton. Everybody give him a round of applause. <laughs> hello, and, hello. And I'm Zach Cisco, and this is episode six of the No Cap Snap Podcast. We have quite a bit of things to talk about this week. There was a pretty big update with a couple buffs and nerfs, a new card, um, some other stuff that I can't think of, even though we just talked about it all. And uh, we're, of course, going to give you a deck of the week and uh, one of Seth's favorite top threes lists that we're going to do. So, uh, first of all, first of all, we're going to have to start it with I need your collection level and rank. I don't remember. I think we were like 38, 39 rank last week, something like that. Well, with that sick Deadpool bundle that just got dropped last night um, oh, yeah. luckily my collection level is looking real nice yep um my rank is 46 at zero cubes so exactly 46. 46 yeah oh my god and then my collection level is at 2680 wow missing like 13 cards in pool three i think i counted be the, right before we started that might be the biggest jump in a week that we've seen so far I don't think so. I think we're about to hear a bigger one. Well, I also bought the Deadpool bundle, so <laughs> I don't remember what I was last week uh, at the, as far as collection level. I think like 2,800 or something. I did buy the Deadpool bundle also, and I went to 3,145 collection level. And oh, then, with the 3K mark, huh? Yep. By quite a bit. Like you said, that was a lot of credits. Uh, <laughs> And then the rank, that might have jumped. That's definitely the biggest jump I think we've seen. I went from 39 to 52 with eight cubes. Um, How in the world did you do that? Well, we made kind of a bet last week, correct, about I'm going to use – you told me I had to use the lockjaw deck no matter what. <laughs> and you were, very, you, you were very adamant about it. So yep. I used that lockjaw deck that I talked about last week the whole time, uh, seven days straight, and turns out it's very good. So you're saying I should take credit for it then? Yes, you do get credit for this big jump. <laughs> um, so I appreciate you challenging me and made me better as a person. Anytime. I will always push you to be better. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Last week we did our top three card that needed a buff. Um, we got a lot of good feedback on that. Thank you, guys. And then this week we are doing... The top three cards. I'm, I'm sorry, I messed that up already. We did cards that needed a nerf last week, correct? Yes. Correct. This week we're doing the buff. So. <laughs> Getting a little ahead of yourself there. Yeah. Feel free to send the hate mail now. <laughs> All right. We're doing the top three cards that need a buff. Seth, I'm curious about your number three. That's first of all, how'd you feel about making this list? Is it easier or harder? Um, I think it was harder. I think there's cards that are like aren't the best that are starter cards that obviously they don't want to make super good because they're just starter cards. So like we didn't or I didn't want to include those. But then there's just other cards that are just 
feel like they're not strong enough and but it just feels like there's less of those than if cars that feel too strong Yeah. Yeah, it was like my yeah, my whole dilemma was like you said with the starter cards. It's like what do you do with Medusa? There's a two two and you know, gets plus two in the middle. It's like I think she's fine as a starter card, but I nobody ever plays her once you get into pool, probably even two. So it's like, is that a card that you look to buff or do you leave it as a starter card? And I kind of decided the same thing that you did, which was I'm not going to touch the starter cards in this list. I'm just going to stick to basically pool two and pool three, four or five cards. That's Yeah, kind of so what I did. yeah, I'm. I think that's a good idea because I don't know. We have. I mean, obviously, the more you play, the more cards you're only going to see from the upper pools. You're not going to see a lot of the lower cards anymore. So I think that's just what also Marvel Snap focuses on. Yeah. So my number three is Black Bolt. He's a five cost, eight power. On reveal, your opponent must discard their lowest card from their hand. I just feel like he's super underwhelming because it's the lowest cost card. And Yeah. I know that, I mean, highest cost I feel like would be too strong. So I think it should just be a card from their hand, like just a better Moon Knight, essentially. And Yeah. I don't think Marvel Snap is afraid to do the same effect on two cards because, or at least a similar effect on two cards because they have before and they are in the future. Like we already know of War Machine coming out. who does the exact same thing as Kazar, his power and toughness are just different. But they're So, different anyway, though, right? Because Moon Knight also discards a card from your hand. that's true. Yeah, so they're It would, it would not differentiate the exact same. anyway. Um, I'm not sure if it's Yep. a card that just does that. Uh, so yeah, I, I like that idea. Black Bolt, to me, is interesting because I, I also agree he needs a buff. But like when I look at his raw numbers, like a 5-8 isn't bad. I just That's think true. I just think once you get to that... Like that point on turn five, like like you said, you don't you're not really worried about discarding the lowest cost in their hand, usually. Yeah. Um, I know like it's, there's been people that when destroy decks were popular, um, and this is the only time I've really seen Black Bolt useful. When destroy decks were popular, they would wait for them to destroy all their stuff, and then he would play Black Bolt to basically get rid of the death. Just like that, because it would be zero cost death, right? Yep. And that was like the only time I've seen Black Bolt really useful at all. And that was only when, like, that was when the Collapse Mine location came out. So everybody was using that. And uh, other than that, I totally agree with you. It's kind of weird, like I said, because the raw numbers aren't the worst. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't think he's a very good card. I've never, ever, ever seen him. <clears throat> Yeah, it's literally, like you said, I think that's the only time I've ever seen him play too, was during that like stretch of three or four days when Collapse Mine was really was the hot location. Yeah, that's the only time it really makes sense to me. My number three is a very strange card. And again, the raw numbers are not the worst. Um, it's Agatha Harkness. And uh, she's a six cost, 14 power who starts in your hand no matter what. And she plays the game for you. First of all, I think she's bad for the game because it's not very fun. It's fun for a second. Um And I think the idea of her is better than her. I think uh, I think it was a good idea, but no, I think everybody agrees that her, you know, her AI is not the best. She doesn't play the right cards. I don't know if she takes into locations 
while she plays cards. Like I've seen some really dumb stuff um, being played with her. And I think kind of the point of the game is to you know, use the locations and use your cards on the correct locations. And it makes, you know, makes everything different because of the locations and stuff. I don't think Agatha is smart enough to be in your deck. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I I feel like when I play against someone and they do something like super random or super crazy, I'm like, oh well, this is an Agatha player. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the other th that's the other thing too is you can there's a way to know like I don't know if you do this, but every game I check, I click on the opponent's like name, and it'll yeah. tell you how many cards are in their hand and deck, you know. And she, if you have Agatha, you always start with an extra card in your hand. So you know if they're playing Agatha immediately, too. Which yeah. also really can hurt you if you're playing Agatha. So, yeah, I just, I think she's bad overall. Just a lot of reasons. Like, like I said, the raw numbers are not the worst like Black Bolt. But I just, I don't, I think she needs a rework, basically. I like, I mean, I want to keep Agatha Harkness in the game. But I just think she needs a rework. Uh, I'm not sure if I have the solution right now, but... Yeah, because I'm assuming if they ever did rework her, well, I mean, I guess they could completely change her, but if they wanted to keep her to play, like, for you, they'd have to find a way to make her AI just better. Yeah, but then it's like you run into the slippery slope of, like, do you put, like, a, you know, like a chess engine in there where it's just, like, playing the best possible card every time and it just gets ridiculous. And Yeah, because then everyone would just play Agatha. That's true. Truthfully, I think she just needs a rework. Um and you know maybe keep something similar. I don't. I can't even think of an example. I would have to really think about it. But I think she just needs a rework. I don't think it's, uh, something like that's going to work in this game. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because if you change your, because I'm assuming the like whatever programming they use for her is the same one they use for ego that location. Yeah. So if they change her, they might change that location by accident. Like, also, so, yeah. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't think it works. She just needs a rework, that's all. My number two, I think, might surprise you a little bit. And I remember reading this card when I first started this game. I remember reading this card, and I was like, this card's going to be busted. Uh, but it's definitely not as strong as I thought it was going to be. Uh, it's Super Scroll. Oh, yeah. It's a four-cost, two-power ongoing has the ongoing effects of all enemy cards and i was like this is crazy because at the time i was playing like my zoo deck where i had like blue marvel and kazar and uh onslaught so i was like he's just gonna steal all that and buff his stuff um but i got to the higher pools and i learned not a lot of ongoing <laughs> happening <laughs> yeah his name should not be super scroll it should be super situational because that's exactly what he is it's like he can be super good if your opponent is playing ongoing abilities um but i was in the same boat i think we probably hyped it up for each other because we were in the same boat we're like oh my god that card's gonna be crazy yeah and, uh, <laughs> and i pulled him out of a collector chest and i was like holy crap i'm gonna make a deck out of this right now and i started like looking into it and then i started realizing oh he's actually pretty bad yeah. And I actually almost put him on my list too, just because of how situational he is. There's not really a way to make him consistent. And it's like you have to rely on your opponents to play ongoing stuff. And like I have, I play an ongoing deck, that Orca deck I play is everything's ongoing. Um, so it'd be great in that. 
but then he can I even like take he can take like uh the ongoing stuff from you know typhoid mary and uh red skull and like even the bad ones he takes you know true and i think there's like a couple new cards that they've been adding to the game and like lowering collection level that makes him slightly better because now like dark hawk is super popular and like his ongoing effects super good and um there's ronin out there that has like a decent ongoing effect um I think what would make him better, though, is, I mean, and they'd probably have to up his cost to do it. But instead of just, like, copying the ongoings, if he stole them, like how Rogue does. Yeah. So, like, if he was a six cost, like, zero power, because I feel like that's a, like, super, like, I feel like hey, that has the potential to be super strong <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't think about that. Gotcha. <laughs> But if like on turns, if you if you play them on six and just steal the ongoing abilities of your all your opponent's cards, I feel like yeah, that would make him a lot super better. Super strong. Yeah, but again, it's still situational because if your opponent's yeah. not playing ongoing deck, it's not going to do anything. So, no, I get that. I just I do see a lot more like Devil Dino Ronin decks, and that would be bonkers just to have both of those decks. Just super strong. Just thinking about that. Anyway. Yeah, exactly that's my number two yeah i thought about putting him as my number three but i just i forgot about agatha um my number two is actually your <laughs> number three by picks black bolt as well um it's kind of, like i said it's just kind of weird for me to pick him just because his raw stats aren't bad like usually i feel like if the raw stats are good enough it could kind of put a band-aid over the abilities and stuff but just i feel like turn five and six are just so valuable and him being a five cost that just discard one card that's the lowest in their hand i mean that's just a bad turn five play in my opinion um it's cool the eight the eight power is fine but guess what maddox a five eight also and he can turn your morbius into give him 10 power immediately <laughs> and do other stuff and like it just i mean it just completely amps up your entire deck basically on turn five and i think that's what turn five play should be is like this big you know ramp of power all of a sudden and uh I don't think Black Bolt does that. I think it's kind of a wasted turn five. Taking one card out of your opponent's hands for eight power. And that's Great. there's a there's another five cost card that I feel like is still played a lot. And I not played a lot, but I see him every now and again and it kind of blows my mind. Cause again, I'm with you, like turn five and six is like that's crunch time where everything yeah. crazy is gonna happen. But then like so you see them play one card and it's hobgoblin. And I'm like, yeah. what do you what? <laughs> I'm like, that was really your turn five play? And it's, yeah. yeah, I just feel like it's kind of that boat where turn five is a big turn, and there's just so many better turn five plays. Was that your number one? No. Oh, okay. My number one is uh, probably going to surprise you, and you're probably going to be mad at me for it, but... <laughs> My number one is Leader. Yeah, I mean, he's horrible. Because <laughs> he went from the best card to the game, in my opinion, to the worst card in the game, in my opinion. Yeah, he's he, so... he probably is. <laughs> so they need to they need to balance it out just a little bit. Look, I really wanted to put him in my list too. I didn't, uh, but I agree he needs a buff now. I know why I was the <laughs> I was the reason, the sole reason that he even got nerfed, just for how much I my hatred towards him. Um, but I I agree he needs to come back a little bit. The problem, yeah, I just don't even know what they do though. That's like the crazy thing, because he's 
Yeah, because how about how about copy the first card your opponent plays? Like no matter where it is, it doesn't have to be the right location. Instead of copying the whole freaking turn, it just copies one card. But if my deck only plays one card on turn six, that's fine. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, that's fine. I get that. That that's more fair than all of them, though. Like, I don't know. I think that would be a better start. That's true. I guess. Yeah. Because I mean, they gutted him. Obviously, I think yeah, if, if they would have just taken out the copy every card your opponent plays this turn, and changed it to to copy the first card your opponent plays, I don't know. That wouldn't have completely gutted him at all. And yeah, you're right. There'll be a lot of turn six that'll be frustrating if you just play a you know six cost card. Yeah. But yeah, but then you can also. Yeah, because there's just a lot of ways to play multiple cards on turn six. So oh, yeah. it makes your it makes your opponent have to think about the order they play now. Because it's exactly. like exactly that's what I mean. Yeah, there'd be there'd be ways around it. Like you could, th- yeah, you could just more ways around it. I guess before it was like, I mean, he's just no matter what, you say, okay, well, that was fun. Glad I thought about turn six. This yeah. one you could actually think about turn six more. Before it's like you do all this thinking and calculate do all the calculations. You go, okay, I actually think I can win this. You know, if I do this and this, and okay, I put a card at each location, and he can't do that, and then play it, and you're okay. Well, he just copied everything I did, so it doesn't matter. That was frustrating, very, very frustrating to play against. I think if it was just that would be my thing, kind of go back to the same power, maybe like a what six three. Yeah, that's what he was when he. Yeah, probably a six three. Probably doesn't need to be the six four. So probably a six three, and then he's a six seven now, dude. No, I know that. That's what I'm saying. Go back to a 6-3 and copy the first card your opponent plays, I would say. That was what I would try. And maybe that would be too frustrating still, but that's what I would go for. Because right now, yeah, he's he might as well not even be in the game. True. <laughs> never never seen him. Um, he's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, I definitely haven't seen him since the nerf, so. Yeah, and his, his, you know, his seven power is like, it's funny because he does nothing basically, and he's a seven. I love that they buffed him up to a seven instead of like he needs to be like a twenty. <laughs> That'd be pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, my number one that I picked is Heimdall. <laughs> that card sucks. What do you mean, dude? He's pretty good. He is a six cost eight. So <laughs> same power as Black Bolt, as I was saying, which I was saying is pretty decent stats on turn five. This is turn six. He's a six eight, and he moves all your cards one location to the left. Even move decks hate this card. Like it's it's really bad. Like the only time I see this card useful is if you get like your vulture or human torch and like your move guys big already. And then he goes and, you know, like doubles Humor Torch again and gets the plus five to Vulture again. But, like, he himself is so bad. He needs to be, like, a 6-12 for this to be, like, playable right now, in my opinion. Like, like Maddox is a 5-8 who does more things. Heimdall is a 6-8 and moves your card one to the left. It's pretty bad. I just – that that's a card that, like – I mean, he needs to be, in my opinion, the simple answer is make him a five cost card. And then he's fine all of a sudden. Like I said, the five eight is a lot better, yeah. I think the the five eight, he's uh he's the same stats as Black Bolt, like I said. Like he's at five at five cost, eight powers, like okay, that's not bad. And then then you still get to move your guys. 
to like set up a turn six play. I think that's great. I think that's that's like a pretty simple fix to me. It's just making him a five eight, and he does not need to be hit a six turn play. Like he's just not a six turn play. He's not powerful enough. I think he could set set up a six turn play, and that's why making him a five is, I think, all you have to do for him, honestly. Yeah, I would agree. I think lowering him a cost would help a lot. Yeah, that, that, I think then he's fine. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's like necessarily like amazing in turn five, but I think I think he's like definitely playable for a lot of decks at that point. Like move becomes a little better. Yeah, I think move needs a lot of help. Can we just have move be the number one spot? Just the whole yeah concept of the deck. <laughs> I think this yeah, I think that's my point with Heimdall though. It's like I think there's some good move cards. Like I like I, I think Human Torch and Vulture and Vision and all these cards are pretty good. Um, the problem is I don't think they have a turn six play. I don't like I don't know what they do. You know, it's it's Heimdall right now. Yeah, for, for the most part, and it's just not, he's just not good. It, it needs to be Heimdall in five, and then have a turn six play. But that's some something that moves it or whatever you know whatever the card. I don't think the card exists right now, but there needs to be another card that they can play on turn six because yeah, I mean, the move deck archetype is just getting no love right now. And it doesn't seem like, from what I've seen, that there's going to be anything in the near future that's going to help them. Unless there's buffs and nerfs to happen, obviously. Yeah, from the looks of the future cards coming out, it definitely doesn't look like they're getting anything major. So That's, that's what I mean. They're just, they just don't have that turn six play available to them right now. And that's what, I think that's what they're missing. It's, it's Heimdall, and he's, he's terrible. Yeah, I would agree. He's not the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was our top three cards that need a buff in Marvel Snap. Um, interesting, we both put Black Bolt just because of his raw stats are pretty decent, but <laughs> apparently that's not all there is to the game, because I think all mine had pretty decent stats besides Heimdall. Yeah, I mean, mine had decent stats too. Hashtag ringback leader, huh? Yeah, big facts. Let's get that trend going. Oh god. <laughs> careful what i wish for um so now let's go ahead and talk about the update that just happened uh, i believe it happened yesterday there's a little bit of busts and nerfs and a new card and a lot of good stuff um so the first thing i noticed here and i don't know if you know this i don't have dark hawk i don't think you do either but he's a very good car yep um he's like crazy yeah so and I think after this, so he got a nerf. So I'm trying to say he went from a four one to a four zero. So what does that mean, Mister Negative, dude? Mister Negative. <laughs> so now he's a four zero. So he's going in in negative decks. But uh, yeah, I mean they just took away power. Like I said, now he's going to be a Mister Negative. He probably could have been before, but this doesn't really do that much for me. I think they said they're going to start off a little slow like it says they're going to continue to monitor his performance and to probably yeah. get hit again but yeah i mean he definitely needs a nerf um but yeah that's our first one you got any opinions on that um no i i've actually never even really seen him played like yeah. against me i've seen like videos of him played and he definitely seems like a very good card it's um, pretty rare to see right now yeah he's a what series four card yes because he was a Series 5, and he just mm-hmm. got dropped to Series 4. So Yeah, that's why you never see him. He's been Series 5 this whole time. Yeah, so we might start to see him more. The problem is that I don't even know 
I don't know how what you do to nerf him more. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I could start him at negative. I don't know. yeah, like I because it's, it's just his ability that's good and like the deck around him. So I don't know like what you would want to do to him. So because it's like He can always up his cost. <laughs> that's true. Because, I mean, Devil Dino is a five cost. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to be a five cost. I, that, I think I think we just solved it. Yeah, that might help a lot, Because he actually. basically does the same thing as Devil Dino, right? It's plus two power for each card in your opponent's deck. Oh, deck. Okay. So people play like Rock Slide Yeah, and Court. yeah. But Yeah, I he mean, just, I think he just needs to be five. that's what I mean, yeah, because it's not even like so much just Darkhawk. Because it's kind of like Hazmat. It's not so much just, Yeah. just a single card. It's the cards around them that make them so good. Yeah, there's pretty reliable ways to put cards in your opponent's deck. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's why. But, that, yeah, just make him a five cost and try that. Just putting him to zero doesn't make any sense to me. That's, I, don't Yeah, think the, I, I don't think the problem is that he's one power too strong. yeah, I can definitely see that. And we've seen a single number adjust a lot of cards a lot, so. Oh, for sure. I, I get that part. I just don't think this one's going to do it. Like, especially No, I making meant him a like zero. the single Oh. upping his cost, I think, would make Oh, actually yeah. a big difference, too. Oh, that's that's big. You know, it turns them into a turn four play to a turn five. Like that's that's big. That's what I'm saying Yeah. with the Heimdall stuff. It's like you know making it this turn instead of this turn because there's just so many things you can do on turn six. That like it seems like a waste to play in there, but this one it's like turn four. It seems like a a freebie. Honestly, it's like geez, I get a strong card right there on turn four. Yeah, I agree 100%. So yeah, I think he needs to be a five cost, but. At least they're looking into it. Like I said, it hasn't been a problem for me yet, but I know for like the higher up competitive players, it is a problem. Yeah. Um, the next one I think is pretty cool. Thanos gets a pretty big buff. He goes from a six eight to a six eleven, and uh, I totally agree with this because he's one of the you know he's the rarest card with Galactus, and Galactus gets way more play. It feels like if you look at the the numbers, like Thanos just barely gets played by anybody. And not just because he's super rare, but it's like even when people get him, it seems like he's just not very good. Yeah. Um, I've seen I've, people have beat me with him, like it's doable, but it's just he's just not ever going to be the one that climbs. And uh, this one's th this is a pretty big buff, you know, give him three power. I think what people need to remember, and you could correct me if I'm wrong on this, because I was having a conversation about this last night, and uh, somebody was worried that because he went up three power. that he was going to start being really strong. I'm like, I don't think so. I think he's going to be about the same because this doesn't affect the last stone that turns into an 18 still, correct? It doesn't make him a 21 now. I don't know. I'd have to. I I was just trying to look on Snap Zone to see the stones, and I don't know. I don't remember what the stones do off the top of my head. So one of the one of the stones you play is when you play all the stones, Thanos becomes a 618. And I think that's the one you're looking for, right? Like, you need to get all the stones out, obviously, to do that. Yeah. But that's how you, like, on turn six, play at 18 cost all of a sudden. Um, but this doesn't, you know, because he gets a buff to 611, but that doesn't change the last stone to making Thanos a plus, you know, 621. He doesn't get he doesn't get the three power on the last stone. That's what I'm saying. Well, I think I just found it. If it's if it's worded this way on the website that I just found, if it says if you've played all six stone, Thanos has plus ten power, then yeah, he'd be Oh, you're 21. right. That's what it is, huh? Yeah. Shoot. Okay, never mind.
Take back what I just said, ladies and gentlemen. He is going to be a 21. <laughs> it is. He is a plus 10. You're right. I thought it was just Thanos becomes an 18. No. It is just a plus 10, though. Okay, yeah. No, he's going to be a lot stronger than I thought then. That's way better. Okay. I thought... What's uh, crazy is I, I've played against the Stones, because people play the Stones all the time, but I i don't think I've ever seen Thanos hit the table. Oh. Well, it's hard to get out there, I think. like, like Because a lot of times you don't want to play Thanos as a 6'8". That's the thing. I think you have to play all the stones to make them viable. That's we've talk, true. We've and talked about how many cards are five eights already. So it's like if you don't get all the stones out, he's not a six eighteen. He's a six eight. Yeah. So it's like and people make decks around the stones. You, yeah, and you're adding six cards to your deck, so it's like hard to draw everything. Yeah. So I think one of the stones lets you automatically draw two other two of the other stones, which helps. Yeah. I know that one of them lets you like draw a card or something. Yeah, one, I think one draws a card, one draws two stones. Um, so I mean that's potential to get three stones right there, and then you're playing that one. So it's four oh, yeah. of the six stones. So I mean, yeah, there's, on there's reveal ways, draw two stones. It's, it's on reveal draw two stones, the plus ten, transform the location, and then draw a card. Draw a card. Enemy cards have minus one power. That's right. Uh, next. Next turn, you can move one card to this location. Draw. Oh, so they all draw a card too. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, that's I mean, there's ways, but it, it is pretty rare to get Thanos that plus ten. I feel like um, this makes it more worth it though. Him being a yeah, it's a lot better than I thought. I thought the card said makes him an eighteen. So I thought this. I thought this was just for if you don't get the stones, you basically just get another, you know, three. You could still play Thanos on six for eleven, but no, yeah. it's a lot better. So yeah, Thanos is a lot better in my opinion. That'll actually be kind of fun if you have him. Yeah, that one actually does sound. Yeah, he sounds pretty fun to play now. So. Oh yeah, no, I mean Thanos always. I think he sound he seemed fun to play, just not very good. And I think yeah. he'll be a lot better now. Um, next one, I'll let you take this one away. It's a a big one. Sandman goes from a four cost one power to a five five card. Yeah, I think this card is going to be played a lot. <laughs> um, so I feel like a lot of the big meta decks right now play a lot of cards on turn 5 and 6 like we've talked about mm-hmm. um, so if there's any way to cheat Sandman out to so they can only play 1 that's even better but now that you're at least stopping their turn 6 play from going crazy yeah. Um, and I think he's gonna see and he got 4 power <laughs> yeah. like it's a huge buff so nice. I think Sandman's going to be a very big factor now, and I think we're going to see a lot more of him um, because he's been in Pool 3, so I'm assuming a lot of people have him already. Yep. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, I think turn sixes are going to be very interesting with a lot of the combo decks that want to play three, maybe even four cards that just aren't going to be able to now. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I feel if if it wasn't for this, I mean, Sandman would have been number one on my list for cards that needed a buff, and boy, did they give him a buff. Um, you know, four power for one extra cost is all fine, and but now he's, like, totally viable. Like, before, it, su- it sucks that you can only play one card, but you build a deck around him, and like you said, you shut down all these, all these giant turn sixes, and it's just... Uh, yeah, he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be kind of in the meta a little bit right now for a while. So we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's a giant buff, and uh, giving somebody four power 
it's, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, we know that control works in most in any card game, really. So yeah. you're just adding another a better version of the Sandman that was already in the game. So now I think control decks will just play the crap out of them. Yeah, no, I agree. It's going to be very good. I think people start seeing them a lot and your turn six. Be prepared to play one card on turn six. I'll say that. I feel like it's going to happen a lot. Yeah, I agree um, 100%. And then there's a couple more smaller ones. Spider-Woman goes from 5-7 to a 5-8. Just gets a little extra love. Um, same with Namar. He's a 4-5 to a 4-6. And then Dagger goes from a 2-1 to a 2-2. Two, two. Nothing too crazy. Just cards that probably needed a little bit of love. Got a little bit of love. I don't think there's anything there that's going to be game-changing at all. Unless you do. I agree. No, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Just just little guys. And then there is a new card that came out today. Her name is Stature. And and hey, if you want her to step on you, that's that's your <laughs> that's your business. I'll say that. Um she is a five seven and her text says cost one if your opponent discarded a card. And with so many discard decks with Maddock out there right now, this is a really good card. In my opinion. Yeah. She yeah, she, she five seven. Like it's, it's okay stats, not the best actually, but but a one seven, that's pretty good. Definitely. And I think you can also play cards like Moon Knight, and surprisingly, you can play Black Bolt because you're gonna make yeah. them discard a card. Good point. Um, Black Bolt has another use. Yeah. Cause now you're playing now you're gonna now even if they're not playing a discard deck, they're still gonna discard one, so she don't she still only cost one. Yeah, I think she can be uh, very good. Yeah, that's insane amount of power for what it is. I mean, you're never going to play her up for five cost ever. Like, you're always going to have a one seven with her, basically. And that's that's so good. Like, this is the first card that I'm like that's come out in a while. That's not a battle pass card that I'm like this could be very strong, especially with the meta right now. I mean, the most played decks. If you look, you know, at the like most played decks this season right now, it's still the Maddox discard decks i mean discard decks are huge so it's like you just yeah you, you want them to discard a card then you play a one seven it's wild she's gonna be very very like, strong yeah and i think until maddock gets changed because yeah. there's no way he's not gonna um we talked about that <laughs> i think she is the very viable card if you oh, can yeah. get her yeah no because maddock is the reason everybody's playing discard but yeah, definitely. You got anything There's else also... for the update side? Okay. Yes, you do. <laughs> I was just going to talk about the text update for Yondu. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so they just changed his text to say destroy the top card of your opponent's deck. Um, It still doesn't work the way I wish it did, but yeah. it makes it makes it make more sense, I guess, is the best way to do it. Um, so in the little notes, they talk about that ongoing effects aren't active unless they're on the field. So if he does hit Wolverine or Colossus, they'll still get destroyed, which kind of sucks, but it does. I, I'm just glad that they changed the text to make it less confusing because what the hell yeah. does remove the you know, what does that mean? Yeah, so I'm, I'm just glad they clarified it at least. That's that's what we needed, but yeah, not exactly what I wanted, but they needed to. They needed to clarify that. And then there's just like a couple. They actually did 
like word updates for a lot of the locations too. So it went from like a lot of locations that say uh, when this location is revealed, this happens. Now it's after. So like the big one, I actually played it just last night is Sakar, which was at before it was when this uh, when this location is revealed, put a card from this each player's hand here. But now it's after this turn, put a card from a player's hand here. Mm, yeah, that, that helps. Something uh, like that really does matter. Yeah. And then just the series drop. Cards went down from series four to three and from five to four. Yeah, I think overall... I think the big really, one, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Right. I think the big one is that Null. Null went from five to four. Oh, that is a big one. Yeah, that's it's kind of huge, card. actually. <laughs> Him and Galactus together. So now the now the Galactus deck combo doesn't cost you six thousand collector tokens. It only costs you nine. So slightly cheaper to get oh. if you have to buy them both and not pull them. I was gonna say it. So I mean, I think the big thing is you can pull them a lot easier now too. Yeah, hopefully, because he's in one in or series fours are one in forty. So yeah, I have a lot of series four cards, but. But not a lot of series five. Yeah, like no series five. But, but I do have, I mean, I have six series four cards. So, like, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a chance you can do it. Why don't you just rub it in a little more, Zach? I'm just saying that, like, you can maybe <laughs> you're going to get no, and I'll be mad at you. I have two series four cards. And you want to know what they both are? Battle pass cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, I think the update was pretty dang good this time. Yeah, I think a yeah, lot and of then, need it. yeah, I think they're I think they're doing a really good job with the updates, keeping yeah. it, keeping it uh like nice and balanced. So for sure. And we always like to do a card that's got a future card that's coming out. Um, do you have one for us this week, Seth? I do. I have a pretty interesting one that I'm kind of curious how it's going to go. Uh, it's a five cost four power. And it's Legion on reveal. Change your change other locations to into this location. Sorry, that was a mess. Um, <laughs> I think this can be pretty interesting for the sole reason of like, there's just a lot of crazy locations out there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I just like thinking about it. I mean, I guess he's a five cost, so it's pretty late in the game, or unless we cheat him out. But I mean, if you make if you make everything bar sinister, yeah, or everything sinister London, like there's just a lot of kind of crazy cards or crazy locations that would be pretty interesting with this card. I'm thinking of like ones that are like minus three power, and then yep. you have you have Luke Cage or something, and uh, you just hit the whole enemy team with minus three power. Yeah. Stuff like that. That's what I mean. Like, there's just a lot of. I wonder if. So it's turn five, theoretically. Like, that's the latest you can get it. But I wonder if you copy, like, Project Pegasus, if the other two will hit on turn six. So, turn six, you have 16 energy. Oh, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Would you have... Yeah, I don't know. Would you have 16 or would you have 21? It'd be 16 because it'd be plus five from each one of the locations and then six for the turn. So isn't that 21? No. 
five plus five is ten plus six is sixteen, right? But there's three locations, crazy? right? Well, no, because the third one would have been triggered already. Oh, I see what you're saying. You can't, you can't, you can't like uh, play it as it's flipping. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that would work actually. Then. Yeah. So I think this this card could do a lot of wacky things just because there's a lot of wacky locations. So. Yeah. No, for sure. That's an interesting one. That that one's new on the list too. Huh? Yeah, he's newer on the list. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm trying to think of other interactions, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking like if there's a way you can stop the negative effects and then you just make it three times for the opponent, that would be kind of fun. Yeah. Or I mean, like you turn everything into Karmartage or like if you're playing it on Reveal Deck or if you're an ongoing deck, you play everything at, you make all the locations on Slot Citadel. Or what's crazy is if someone storms and you can get legion out the turn into flooding you make the other two locations flooding oh yeah so then, like, probably not even a turn six that game <laughs> yeah that see that i was trying to think of ways to make him good because like i was like i'm not sure how actually like how good he is but that something like that would be good in my opinion that's how you would have to play him i think because otherwise it's just too random like i was saying yeah definitely is uh like consistency is so key in card games and stuff, and you know it's fun to have these kind of all over the place decks that like you could do crazy stuff. But if it's not consistent, it's probably not like going to be very competitive. But that would be one way to do it. Yeah, so you could play like Storm on four, and I mean, unless you had a way to cheat him out, you play Storm on like four, and then him on five. Well, I guess that doesn't matter anyway. So I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, no, I like that. I think there's, like I said, the community always finds ways to like make these kind of weird things that you think about it on the surface graphs, whatever. But I mean, I bet somebody's going to find something to make that stupid. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. I also picked an interesting one because I've kind of wanted to bring this point on the podcast for a while. One of my favorite mechanics in magic the gathering that we play is the tutor mechanic where you search for a card basically and uh you get to you know bring that card out this game doesn't have that like at all i was trying to think of any example like it doesn't have a tutor mechanic right no Pro- probably because there's only 12 cards so like it makes sense <laughs> you know there's not a lot of cards to do and you know it's but if you don't get your win condition it feels really bad now this is the first card that i've seen that kind of has a tutor mechanic and I think it does it in a great way, actually, because it's not just play it and search for a card. It's uh, it's Uncle Ben. He's a one cost, two power. And that says, when this card is destroyed, add Spider-Man to your hand. First of all, that's hilarious. You have to kill <laughs> Uncle Ben to make Spider-Man come out. It's kind of messed up, but... Um, thinking about Spider-Man's just a good card. And this is like the first tutor mechanic that I've seen where it's like, the specific card is going to be in your hand if you do this. I kind of like that. Do you feel yeah, like it's bad def- for the game? No, I don't think so. I don't think so because you have to jump through a hoop. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, it's not just, to destroy him. Yeah, it's not just play Uncle Ben, search for Spider-Man. There's yeah. another step in the process. Yeah, which I don't think that would necessarily be good for the game, but I like that you said, like you said, it's like if you do this, then you have this. I like, I like that. Yeah. And you still need a way to destroy him and stuff. 
Yeah, it's going to be, I think it's kind of cool too. I think it's also funny. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hilarious that you bring Uncle Ben out just to kill him. I'm curious, and I know this is probably going to sound dumb, but I'm curious if it's the Spider-Man we have already. That's, it doesn't say that, and that's what I was curious too. If, it's, if you don't actually have to even put Spider-Man in your deck, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it I just mean, says add Spider-Man to your hand. It doesn't say from your deck to your hand. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I meant like the Spider-Man we already have, the 4-3 on reveal. They can't play cards at that location next turn. Oh, I would think that's what I've been thinking. But yeah, I guess you're right. It could be a different one, but I don't know how that would work. I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> just And the only reason I say that is because one, there's a million Spider-Mans. So they could, it could True. just be like a vanilla Spider-Man that's just Spider-Man or it could be this one. Because I feel like a, a free version of this Spider-Man, I feel like is very good. Well, it wouldn't be free. You'd still have to play it for four cost or whatever it is, right? Yeah, but I, I I guess at that point, why not just run Spider-Man? I don't know. I don't well, because like I said, this is like a tutor. Like if you don't get Spider-Man or like if if you don't have to put it in your deck, you know, you're still drawing out your deck. It's not like you're missing a draw and you just get True. a free Spider-Man. It's like adding a 13th card to your deck every time. Yeah, but like or, that's like a good card. Like Spider-Man's played a lot. Like he's No, he's amazing. Player. He's super meta right now. That's what I'm saying. Like if I didn't want to put him in my deck, but I could still guarantee I had one. That's the other thing. I'm guaranteeing him in my hand instead of like hoping to draw him. And then if I'm playing some sort of destroy deck or something, I destroy Ben anyway, which helps me. And then I get Spider-Man, which gives me another option for, you know, turn four or five. Yeah. I think it's good. Like, yeah. It's funny. Like I said, that's why I kind of picked him was just, just think it's hilarious that they brought out Uncle Ben just to kill him again. But, uh, <laughs> But I think yeah. he's actually good too. Like, yeah, I agree. I definitely think he's good. I don't um, know. How, I don't know how it's going to work, like we said, but I think it could be very good, especially if it's you don't even have to have him in your deck at all, and you just get that Spider-Man specifically that we're talking about. I yeah, think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, if that's the Spider-Man, I think he's going to be very good. Yeah. Or if it's a different Spider-Man, it's just going to be dependent on how that Spider-Man is. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. I feel like they would have named it something else. But I guess the card's not out yet, so. Yeah, I mean, I could just be looking too much into it, so who knows. Um, And then, as we always end this podcast, we always talk about our deck of the week. Do you have a different deck of the week? I do, yeah. Do I do too. Played lockjaw the whole week. I did. I played lockjaw for seven days, like I said, and it was great. And I got a new deck that I'm probably going to be playing for a while. <laughs> I'm not going to guarantee it this time, but unless Seth really challenges me, <laughs> am I going first? Oh yeah. So, with the Deadpool bundle, I was able to buy Arrow, who's pinned in my shop for ever. So when I got her, I started to look at like these meta decks and like the scene was just what people were playing. And I found this one that seems pretty good. And I've played it a couple times and it feels pretty good. <laughs> um, it's a Devil Dino deck. So it's got Iceman, Nightcrawler, Scorpion, Sentinel, Lizard, Mr. Fantastic, Shang-Chi, Moon Girl, White Queen, Devil Dino, Arrow, and Magneto. Um, it's a pretty accessible deck for the most part. Yeah, 
it's nothing crazy. And, I mean, it's your typical Devil Dino deck. You're just trying to make your hand really big. But what's cool about now having Arrow is you play Devil Dino on five, and it's like, okay, theoretically, they're going to try to Shang-Chi my Devil Dino, so I'm just going to play Arrow away from that. And then uh-huh. you just take their Shang-Chi away. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, no, it sounds that sounds like one of those just like solid decks, and I like how accessible it is for the audience because mine's not gonna be very accessible, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> yeah, yours is pretty, you know. I mean, shoot, there's some pool one cards in there, huh? Yeah. And that's what we were just talking about like control decks earlier. Like yeah. that's what makes Magneto so good and also arrow, because just being able to control what your opponent does is huge in any card game. For sure. Yeah, that's what, I mean. That's what makes Arrow Arrow. Facts. I'm that's so why happy I got her. Probably needs a nerf. She's probably gonna get nerfed as soon as you bought her. Just like what happened to me as leader. Probably. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised they didn't touch her. I'm surprised the. Uh... I'm surprised Shuri didn't get touched, and we're about to find out why. You're surprised what? Shuri didn't get touched. Oh, said, we're about to we're about to find out why. Yeah, no, Shuri. Shuri was my number <laughs> one on the on the chopping block, but she uh. Still didn't, and because she didn't, I was actually able to pick her up after I got the Deadpool bundle. Yay! I was able to get Shuri and Wong to go ahead and make this Shuri Zero deck, I call it. It is Sunspot, Zero, Zabu, Armor, Blizzard, Shuri, Wong, Taskmaster, Master, not Masker, Black Panther, Red Skull, Arnim, Arnim Zola, and She-Hulk. This deck is wild. I barely, I barely started playing it, but there's a couple of things you could do. Um, it's basically you could run that combo that you talked about with Black Panther. Yep. Um, that's huge. But with this one, you actually have a chance of doubling Black Panther with Shuri. Yeah, um, like you make it even bigger. To make it even bigger, but yeah, I've had a couple of. 264s panthers on both sides of or on two locations uh which is bonkers but there's also the other option which went which i do a lot which wins a lot is you play shuri into red skull um to get a 30 and 30 on a location in one turn is ridiculous and then you can can iron and all of that to get 30 on two locations um you can play Wong and then Shuri and then whatever Shuri doubles, she doubles again next turn. So you can get him to a, what is that? 60 right away. Um, so, and then you, yeah, it's just, you win this one with like sure, sure numbers, like for sure. Like she Hulk, you can do things with like, there's a lot of backup plans where you can just get giant numbers. And then you always have the option to Arnanzola on turn six, or you have the option to taskmaster on turn six to copy the last one. Because most of the time you're going to get a giant number play on turn five is the goal, unless yeah. you have unless you have your Wong Black Panther combo with Armanzola already. I feel like you're always going to have a giant turn five with either Red Skull. You can do it with Black Panther. You do it with She Hulk, um, and then uh, Zabu's there to make everything easier, like to get your Shuri to three, get your Wong to three, and you can just Taskmaster on six, Armanzola on six, and uh, it's really hard to keep up with. I think the only problem that I've ran into so far is just getting Shang-Chi, and that feels bad. But there's also armor in this deck for that, so 
Dude, you haven't been hit with Cosmo or Rogue or Enchantress yet? I did get hit with the Cosmo. Yeah, those um, those do feel bad. But I think I still won. I just abandoned the Wong strategy and uh, yeah, went ahead and you know did my whole Red Skull Taskmaster thing. Because Taskmaster does, or yeah, Taskmaster doesn't even get the bad parts of Red Skull, you know. Yeah, that's definitely the best part about Taskmaster. So it's like he, you know, Taskmaster's a thirty, but he gives the minus one to everybody. But then you just do it to Taskmaster. He's also a thirty, but he doesn't do that. And zeros in this deck for specifically Lizard and Red Skull. Um, he's, I think he's a great turn one play, and then play Lizard on two. And all of a sudden, you have eight power out on turn two with no repercussions. It's yeah, pretty strong. you just win with sheer numbers in this deck. There's not a lot like uh, of crazy like, you know. I mean, there is a lot of combos, but it's not like interactions necessarily. It's just like you have giant cards here. Yeah, my numbers are bigger than yours, and it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to be playing this deck a lot. Uh, it seems. It's pretty meta right now too. It's pretty uh it's pretty strong. And uh until Shuri gets nerfed, I am gonna be the Wong player. They could easily I before I had Wong, I was I had Typhoid Marion for Wong and it's fine. You just can't do that crazy combo. The crazy Black Panther combo. But uh do the same thing where you play zero and then you have a four ten out there, or you could just double it and have a four twenty with Shuri and <laughs> It's pretty dang good. What do they say that the hero always lives long enough to become the villain or whatever? <laughs> you either die a hero or live long <laughs> enough to see yourself become a villain. There it is. <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> I thought about not playing long in it just for that, but that was, it's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to do it for our decks of the week. And I believe that's going to do it for our episode of the week. Um, yep. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Seth no longer works at a card shop. <laughs> I do not. This is Just thought I'd throw that out there. I am starting a new job, so I might sound a little different this podcast, but oh, yeah. next week it will be back to normal. So. I forgot to address that part. But <laughs> that's okay. Um, thank you guys for listening again. Really appreciate all the support, and uh, we will be back next week with more Marvel Snap content. Have a good night, everybody.